0: is faith revisited
1: welcome to the podcast
0: on faith revisited we'll talk about our own church as we're constantly trying to adapt to an ever-changing world as a downtown historic church we'll talk about united methodist matters as our denomination faces an exciting and uncertain future
1: Welcome to this week's episode of the Faith Revisited podcast. Ben and I are here this week to talk to you about leadership. And with all that's going on with the coronavirus and COVID-19 and how we've all been seeing a shifting in society, um, there are a few points that we're noticing and Ben has noticed with leadership and what type of leaders are coming out of this. And that's the topic that we want to talk about today. So there are three categories that you have put all leaders into, correct?
0: Yep. We got three categories of leaders and I'm trying to um, be cute with, with, you know, making them memorable and where they can sound alike. So for me, one of the things in reflecting during this uh, season of crisis um, is that I think that there are three types of leaders that you can either emerge into or, or we're kind of reacting um, after the, just the shock of this massive temporary cultural change, um, you know, sets in, then, then leaders still have to lead. And, and, and I think there are three types of leaders. The first type of leader I call the no leader. And this is the leader that this crisis has just devastated them. They, they stopped what they're doing. They're stunned in their tracks. Um, this leader has crawled under their desk. Um, communication has gone down. Um, you know, it, 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 it's paralyzing, the fear and all of that. Um, the good news is, I, I, I don't think we, we're finding too, too many no leaders, um, because they're not going to be in leadership very long. They're going to be leading what will be dying businesses or uh, dying organizations, because in, in, in the void of leadership, you know, things fall apart. So- and they
1: haven't been able to adapt.
0: Yeah, so there's yeah, no adaptation and yes. And they're, they're just, they're just shocked by it all. The whole notion of taking things online has, has paralyzed the no leaders and, and maybe they're still kind of circling the wagons, trying to, trying to figure things out, but, but you don't see creativity coming out of them. You don't see adaptation uh, coming out of them. It's, it's just the world is different and, and, and they're still trying to find how to function, how to, how to live within it. Um, So that's
1: equal for pastors and leadership in churches, but also businesses in general. Um, There's a lot of creativity and things happening in the universe right now, but the leaders and the businesses that aren't able to do that and they're just kind of sitting there like twiddling their thumb. What do we do? You know, we're stunned. We don't know how to move forward. That's exactly the same.
0: Yeah. And and when this looked like it was going to be a two week delay in business, Mm -hmm. you know, that's one thing, but now that it's setting in, this is going to be multiple weeks, multiple months. Um, the, the, the no leaders, I think probably kind of sat back a little thinking, well, we'll be back in a couple of weeks and everything will be fine. Well, things we we know now things are not going to be fine and Mm -hmm. we still don't even know what the world's going to look like on the other side of this, but we know that there are going to be great impacts to our culture Great impacts to human behavior: how people operate, how people consume goods, how people engage um, with the world around them. So the no leaders are are, are full of fear, um, and that fear is just kind of paralyzed them. Mm-hmm.
1: Awesome.
0: So, so that's, that's number one. That's number one. The second type of leader, and I think this is where a good number of leaders are probably finding themselves, at least today. The second type of leader. Uh, the first is the no leader. The second is the slow leader. The slow leader is the leader who's, who's sort of begrudgingly um, adapting the, the lead, you know, the slow leader is saying, well, I've got to take my church worship service online. Let me figure out a quick and easy way to do this for a few weeks. Yeah, I guess we got to do zoom calls for meetings. You know, we'll figure this out. That's fine. And the slow leader is going to survive this crisis. The problem is the slow leader will not thrive on the other side of this because the slow leader has the mentality to say, you know, we got to adapt for now, but you know, back
1: to the
0: way it was, life will go back to normal. Life will go back to the way it was. Um, I'll be comfortable again soon. We just, we just need to hold out on this. And, and, and I think leaders need to be careful that we don't accidentally fall into the slow leader uh, category, not that we won't survive this, the no leader is not going to survive, but the slow leader will survive. But I mean, the leadership, do you really just want to survive or do you want to thrive? So I, you know, that to me, the slow leaders, it's a safe, but potentially dangerous long-term way to lead. Yes.
1: And I want to make the distinction as well. The slow leader is isn't necessarily, depending on what they have available to them, just because they may be a step or two behind another church does not mean that they're a slow leader, depending on resources or capabilities of, for example, getting a church on live stream. You know, it doesn't mean you're a slow leader because it's taking a little bit more time to get it going or, you know, it's it's not perfect yet. Heck, ours isn't perfect yet. So, um that doesn't mean you're a slow leader or a no leader just because you're taking a little more time to get there if you have that mentality of we need to shift we need to figure out what it is but resources or other things are limited to you
0: exactly it's not pace of um it's not the pace of progress that we're mm-hmm. worried about I mean you make a great point there it's not the pace of progress so much as it is the pace of mindset if you yeah. know that that the world is changing, and you're doing your best to get in there. If it takes you a little longer to scale it, it takes you a little longer to catch up. That's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're all moving at different paces here. But it's the slow leader is the one who who is d- going into this saying, "Well, we'll do this for a few weeks, and then and then all this new equipment that they just bought is going to go into a closet somewhere and yeah. collect dust. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we don't need lights anymore. We don't need you know tripods. We're everything." The, the slow leader has not yet accepted the fact that the world as we know it is is in the midst of a big shift. Mm-hmm. And for church leaders, you know, I, I saw a tweet online the other week that said, for everyone who questioned the legitimacy of online worship, the last word in that debate is COVID. Yeah, Because it's done. You, There is no debating the legitimacy of online engagement anymore. And so mm-hmm. the slow leader, now they may have some extra room to, to make up because, you know, getting here has taken a little longer. But the slow leader is one who, does, who who's kind of doing this sort of half-heartedly to say, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll go back to normal soon enough. Um, things like online giving. Things like streaming and, and putting out things uh, digitally and, and on the web. Things like doing meetings virtually. Um, you know, if you're just kind of doing that with the hopes that you won't have to in three months, nah, that's a slow leader decision. I mean, you can survive that, but it, it's not living into the new world.
1: So let's go into the point number three, because there are some scenarios I'm thinking in my head that I want to talk about once they know what the third one is.
0: Okay, so the third one, if the first is no, the second is slow, then the third one is the go leader. The go leader is the leader who's already trying to think about what the world on the other side of this crisis will look like. Now, that's, that's, hard, that's easier said than done, and so this, it takes a great deal of imagination, It takes a great deal of creativity, but the Go leader is focused on innovation. How will this crisis push us toward being better, being a better business, being a better church, being a better whatever it may be? I I saw this fabulous article, Gil Rendell, um, who's a a great church thinker. Gil Rendell said that, that, that leadership means disturbing the system in the right ways. And so our system has had this great disturbance. It's now the GO leaders who are going to say, how can we sort of take this disturbance, this chaos, and push it toward exciting, new, innovative ways of thriving as a church? So Mm -hmm. the GO leaders are already imagining life on the other side.
1: And that's across all platforms. That is not just the fact of, oh, are we online worshiping or not? And how are we doing that? That's how are your children's ministries relating to this? How are your small groups? How is your online giving changing? You know, if churches don't have a Venmo account or a PayPal account, it's time to get one. You know, like these are all things. It's across all platforms, how you communicate with the staff, um, your volunteers, you know, what does that look like now? There are still things that these people can be doing. Um, and so that's not just if it comes to online worship or not.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think one of the, um, interesting things is, is, is a crisis. Winston Churchill, I think is the one credited with this, but Churchill said, never waste a good crisis. And a crisis is something that, um, can call everything as you know it into question. So the crisis, um, means that, that, that the ways we've always sort of done church, you know, now we, every one of them gets questioned, um, how, how we, how we organize our staff, how we put expectations out there for staff members and ministries. Um, one thing that we've done that, that has gotten some early success is we've actually launched uh, a couple of new small groups. And so we've used this as a time to not only get our small groups online, but to actually start new ones. Mm-hmm. And one of the early pieces of feedback that I'm, I'm hearing from people is, wow, I kind of like doing this small group thing online. We're a downtown church. Parking mm-hmm. is a nightmare during the week because the courthouse is, you know, a block over and people are always coming and going. And, and it's just, that's one of our big... You have to ob- pay for parking. Yeah, yeah. It's right. You have to pay for parking. One of the big obstacles for, for us as a church is the physical proximity of our building. Now, it's also one of the great blessings because on Sundays, those things are closed. Mm-hmm. Parking is free. It's a gorgeous square. One of the prettiest... Tourists walk-in. Oh, yes. I mean, it's just you, you, one of the prettiest spaces in all of America. So it's a blessing and a burden. Now, what I've had people say is, you know, I don't really want to go to a Bible study on a Thursday morning, drive downtown, fight for parking, pay to park and all that. But I've had multiple people say, you know what? I would love to do a Thursday morning Bible study at my kitchen table on Zoom. Mm -hmm. And so we're already hearing feedback, which is please keep doing online engagement, not as a substitute, but as Mm -hmm. a supplement. That people can people can have options, and that we live in an in an age where, where an overly busy people need options mm-hmm. because it's not that people don't want to go to Bible study by and large. Some probably don't, but I think a lot of it is people don't think that they have the opportunity or the time. So the more options you give, the more they conceptualize. I can do that. You know, cause it's not just this one time, but I have an online version or I have a different day version or whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, I mean a, a good crisis. I got this email this morning and I want to give them credit and, and we can put this link in the notes, the four company F O R. This is Jeff Henderson. Who's one of the campus pastors, uh, for Andy Stanley Gwinnett church. Uh, Jeff's a brilliant guy. He's worked for the Atlanta Braves and Chick-fil-A and things like that. But, um, he, he sent me an email this morning that, that, that talks toward this go leadership mentality. Four principles from the startup days that he remembers. One principle is constraints lead to creativity. That, that what we see as constraints and inconveniences and, and the, oh, this makes my job hard. That actually forces you to be more creative. So the second one is fierce commitment and limited resources create a scrappy organization. So we, a crisis is a time you can drive commitment in your church and you have limited resources, which means we're all banding together. And, mm-hmm. and it's like a, you know, all for one and one for all mentality. Um, uh, yeah. you know, churches can definitely, uh, thrive from that. The third, um, uh, principle is pivot back to the problem, meaning that we can get distracted doing all these things that are doing church, um, But this makes us get back to basics. A crisis means we get back to the very basics of what it means to be the church. And then when we've identified that, um, we can innovate. And then the fourth principle that he mentions is proper pruning produces growth. Nobody wants to downsize. And obviously you want to approach that carefully. But this is an opportunity that organizations are being forced to become more agile and nimble. Mm -hmm. We have the advantage that we have a fairly slim uh, structure and and we operate, I think most days above our, our structures, you know, size. Mm -hmm. But
1: a lot of churches have a massive, you know, or maybe massive more than they need to, um, you know, a payroll that's happening.
0: Yeah and I and I've served uh, a large church before and I interned at a large church and and it's like the elephant in the room that those churches are the products of say like the 90s when we mm-hmm. hired somebody for everything and we turned everything into a full-time position even if the work was sort of 25 hours a week and payrolls got bloated and mm-hmm. now you know, we're, we're looking at another recession. I mean, uh, in positive, you know, Mm -hmm. forecast, it could be worse. Um, and churches with those massive overhead, massive payrolls, I mean, they're going to have to prune. Um, Mm -hmm. we're going to have to find specialists who can do contract work. We're going to have to contract more things out. We're going to have to imagine what church staffing, um, can look like when we empower volunteers Mm -hmm. instead of paying everybody. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean that, that absolutely. Those principles I think are very worthwhile in, in sort of imagining what the go leadership um, uh, style should be that we're imagining a very different thing uh, that we need to operate in on the other side of this.
1: Yeah, that's really great. So again, the three types of leaders through a crisis, the no leader, the slow leader and the go leader. Um, Those are the three that you have pointed out Um, a quick, I'm curious your thoughts. Have you seen any other like really interesting things come out of this that you've been inspired by, or you want, you just, you're impressed with what people are thinking or what's going on. I'm curious if you just things have come across your desk or computer that you've seen.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm loving kind of looking online and seeing what people are doing creatively in the church world. Um, it's a very great time for creativity. I'm seeing, I've got friends who, because they're in small towns, their internet is just, is not going to be fast enough. It physically is not fast enough to live stream like we are. And so what Mm -hmm. they're doing is on the fly, they are, they're learning iMovie and other Mm -hmm. programs to, 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 to tape and produce, um, their worship services. And then, and then Facebook has this great, um, and I think YouTube also premiere. So you load up your worship service and it premieres at whatever time you want on Sunday. And so I've got friends, um, who are like, they're getting participation from church members. And you say, how did you do that? Well, they're getting church members to tape themselves reading mm-hmm. a prayer, saying a liturgy, whatever it may be at their home. Then they email the file to the pastor and the pastors are dubbing all this stuff in there, mm-hmm. editing, adding graphics, the whole nine yards. Um churches, small churches that worship like 40 and 50 people, I'm seeing super creative pastors mm-hmm. um doing some great production work. One that that I'll uh we'll put in the show notes um just to take a look at some of his work is my buddy David Donnan. Um and yeah, this, shout
1: out to David
0: and Twin City Georgia. And you say, where is Twin City, Georgia? Well, if you blink (laughs) outside of Metter, you're going to miss Twin City, Georgia. But David is doing some really, and he was one of the first ones I saw pulling multiple files together. And David's a real creative guy. And he's doing some great work, which proves that you don't have to be a massive church with a massive budget to do creative work. If you, if you really work hard at being creative. Um, And so he's doing some great work. Now, the flip side of that, that's really exciting is um, another church that I'll point out and mostly because of the the style of church. It, I, I, I admire them and I admire their pastor, but it's Myers Park United Methodist church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Myers Park is a very large church. They're, I think, seven, 8,000 members. Um, Dr. James Howell uh, is their uh, senior pastor, fabulous preacher, uh, very kind friend um, that I've gotten to know over the years. And, and they are producing, they're a very traditional high church uh, like we are, and they are producing some top-notch videography. Uh, I mean, they're, they, they are producing stuff. like Their Easter service started with this incredible montage of some drone work that, mm-hmm. that, that they had done, and, and the drone's going around the, 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 the city, and it's going around the, the church campus, and finally it comes into the sanctuary. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable um, mm-hmm. how, how good that work is. And so for everybody who thinks that you have to be like some cutting-edge storefront contemporary church to do creative videography, go check out Myers park. Now, obviously they've got a good budget and some creative people. Yeah.
1: Their goals for us too.
0: there. Yeah. I'm watching. I sent this to to Molly and and our team that's producing our live stream. It was like, first of all, the church is gorgeous. The music is gorgeous. They dubbed in their, their big uh, processional from last year's Easter so it goes from the drone video into like this seamless morph into a full sanctuary. And of course it says at the bottom recorded 2019 Easter, but it is just their Easter video is Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, but the camp, the multi-camera, the use of multi-camera in their uh, sanctuary is definitely one of our goals. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I recommend small and large churches. Those two.
1: Yeah, and those two creative fronts, I mean, it's great because that's, again, going back to your three types of leadership is it's not necessarily a slow leader just because you don't have the resources or the internet speeds or whatever it may be. You know, these people are still finding ways to adapt and change and move on the fly, and that's the whole crux of what these leadership styles are. It's um, how quick are you to yeah. learn something new and to do something new and be the first one to do it.
0: Yeah, and two two styles of, of senior leadership that I wanna point out in comparing David and James. David is a single pastor. He's the only person, full-time person on his staff and it's a very small church. And what David is doing is he, he's making it fun. He's, he, he's doing tutorial videos for his people on how to record themselves. Yeah. So he's like making the learning curve. You know, we talk about flattening the curve. David's flattening the learning curve (laughs) for people so that it's fun. It's something that they're all getting invested in. You would never imagine, you know, this good work coming out of a church in such a small town, but, but David's done a good job of making it really accessible for people. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one, one way that he's a go leader is that, that he's empowering people to feel like they can be a part of this. Now, the flip side with James, James has a very large staff. Now I, I haven't talked to him about this and James pretty internet savvy, but I'd be willing to bet he's smart enough as a leader that he knows he's got people who are twice as internet savvy as him on his staff. And so what he's doing, I'm sure is he's listening to their ideas He's empowering them to be creative. He's encouraging them to, to take the lead on this and to do it. Now, he—I'm sure—he's in all the creative discussions, and you know, he preaches and all that. But knowing him, he's really empowering people all the way down the organizational uh, flowchart there. That that ever you know that, that to up the game in creativity and innovation. So, however, uh, whatever size church you're in, one of the keys to innovation is you must immediately pivot toward empowerment. In a crisis and in an isolating time that we're living in, you know, innovation begins with empowering others um, to to get a team around you. That's one of the things I'm enjoying so much about our live stream team, that there's, you know, six of us socially distanced in our sanctuary every week. But we've got, you know, um, other than me preaching and our music director playing organ, Um, those are our specialties. Everybody's doing something that's not their specialty. Well, I'll take it back. Our music director's husband is singing and that's still his specialty too. But we've got choir member running our soundboard. We've got, um, Andrew's doing, uh, he does flowers every week, but he's staging everything. But then we've got him doing, he's our, our social media engagement person. Everybody's wearing different hats, but, but it's empowering the team, which is awesome.
1: And the ideas that have come out of it have been phenomenal as well. And just to create that support system. um, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're so we're
0: looking at one of the things that I love about this, and we may need to do a separate episode about this, is that every decision that we're making, we're doing it with one question in mind. How can this make us a better church on the other end of this? so we're not we don't want to just do something for the sake of doing it right now and there are a lot of great things that we can say well we're not going to do that on the other side of this so we're trying to be very careful about saying well this make us a better church on the other side and i think our live stream has already gotten so much better that now I'm sitting here thinking, okay, how can we sustain this once everybody's back? And you know, it's not crisis. We can't
1: sit in the middle of the aisle anymore. That's right.
0: That's right. We're going to have to think because I don't want the quality to go down. So that's another way that I think uh, if you want to be a go leader, I really think that that that's a great guiding question to continue to wrestle with every decision you make in adaptation, look toward how can this help us long-term be better?
1: That's awesome. That's really great. Well, thank you all for joining us on this week's episode of the Faith Revisited podcast. We appreciate your five-star review on iTunes, if you feel that way. Um, But feel free to write out um, any comments or ideas or touch base with Ben or I about what's going on in your church, questions you have. Um, We will put all of the things mentioned in this episode at faithrevisitedpodcast.com in the show notes on the episode but um, really take a look at your church and what leader you're being right now Um, but rely on other people as well because it doesn't have to be you by yourself Um, there are a lot of people I'm sure you have in your congregation or in your circle that are willing to step up and help you out so thank you so much for joining us this week
0: we'll see you next time